We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dive into the Notre Dame defense, and let's take a look at what the Notre Dame defense needs to improve upon and where it needs to be if they're going to make the jumps that we've talked about. You know, Ryan and I and Vince and I have spent a lot of time talking this offseason about how we think Notre Dame is going to be an improved football team on defense. The question we have is how improved. And so Notre Dame improving off what they were last year is certainly a, a positive. Notre Dame was a, a solid defense to, to good. You could even argue that they were a good defense last season but they weren't a great defense. And in order for Notre Dame to, to be a championship caliber football team, in my opinion, they have to be a great defense. Now, elite you know, and great are not necessarily the same thing. I think those are things that I look at and say, hey, look, where, where can they get to in that regard? In some of the areas Notre Dame last year, they were not very good in. They were not very good in the red zone. As we talked about, Notre Dame ranked 130th out of 131 teams in third down or in red zone defense. They ranked 131st dead last in touchdown uh, touchdown percentage allowed in the red zone last season. Uh, that's obviously not good, right? You you can't be there. You can't you cannot be a team that uh, allows that kind of rate. But Notre Dame ranked pretty good when it comes to um, holding teams to red zone opportunities. They didn't give up a lot of red zone opportunities. So you know, you look at different aspects of what Notre Dame was last year, and in some areas their statistics were pretty good, and some areas their statistics, statistics weren't very good. Uh, third down defense, they weren't very good. Uh, if you look at the overall numbers that Notre Dame had last year, they were pretty good. It was one of their better defenses that Notre Dame had from a total defense standpoint. You know, last season Notre Dame uh, ranked 21st in the country in yards allowed per game. You know, that was obviously better than what they were in 2021, uh, it was uh, better than what they were in 2020, a playoff team. And it was also better than what they were in 2021 or 2018, excuse me, which was a pretty good defense. So those numbers have looked pretty good, but those numbers can be a little misleading. Uh, yes, they ranked higher than the 2018 defense when it comes to yards per game. They gave up almost 20 fewer yards, but the 2020 def- or 2018 defense ranked 14th in the country in yards allowed per play at 4.7. Uh, when you look at last year's defense, 
they gave up 5.2 yards per play, which ranked 31st, 34th. So not as good, not bad by any stretch, but not as good. And so what does Notre Dame need to do to be that kind of defense that can play big-time football on a more consistent basis? What's ironic about Notre Dame's defense last year, for all the complaints that we had, and rightfully so, I'm not regretting the criticisms I lobbed at the Notre Dame defense last year. If you look at them in the bigger games, they played pretty well in the big games with the exception of USC. They held Ohio State to 21 points. If you, Again, you're just looking at raw numbers. They did what they needed to do against Cal. A game That wasn't a big game from an opponent standpoint, but it was a big game from a season standpoint because if you don't win that game, your season's over. I mean, you, you're starting 0-3. You are in big, big trouble. Yes, they give up 32 points in North Carolina, but those all came – Those a lot of that was garbage touchdowns. It was like 38-17 at one point in time. I think about almost half of North Carolina yards, maybe ha- over half their yards came in the fourth quarter when the game was already over. You know, they held BYU to 20 points and and played, you know, good football. They only gave up 16 to Stanford. They held Clemson to 14 points. Uh, so they played pretty well against South Carolina. You know, they gave up 35 points, but 14 of those points were off pick sixes. And, and so I thought the defense played pretty well uh, last season. You know, you, you look at it and you say, hey, they, they weren't bad in these moments. But the problem was that they weren't good enough in those games and and also, they weren't consistently good in some of the games they needed to be. But more importantly, and I'll get into this, Notre Dame's defense last year was not good when it mattered most. And we'll dive into all those aspects of it. So what can Notre Dame do to be the type, type of defense that it can lead a team to a championship, right? What, what do they need to do? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First thing they need to do, and I think this is obvious, I think we'll all remember this one, and that is they need to be a better tackling team. I mean, that's just that's just what they need to be. They need to be a better tackling team. And a better tackling team leads to a lot of the things that we talk about. Like, if all Notre Dame does is improve their tackling by 50% this year, that's going to be a good two, three-point improvement on their scoring defense. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be uh, at least a, a point four uh, or point, yeah, say point three, point four improvement in the yards per play that they give up in different areas. If they just tackle better, that's going to be a big part of it. And this has been an issue for a few years, uh, especially the last couple of years. They just were not a very good tackling team. And so to me, if they don't improve there, then this football team's going to have a hard time really making the necessarily jumps that they need to be. And, and that, that doesn't require a lot of analysis, guys. It doesn't require a long talk. They need to make sure they're doing things in practice to become better tackling. Tackling isn't just arriving at the ball carrier and making the tackle. That's, uh, that's the most obvious, but being a better tackling team also includes making sure you're more assignment correct, uh, which means, Hey, if, if I have to be in the B gap and I try to freelance to go to the A gap, well, that linebacker that's going to have the easy run through doesn't have the easy run through. And we're not making that stop behind the line the way we needed to. That's part of tackling. That That's part of leading to effective tackling is allowing your linebackers and your defensive linemen or your trigger players, whether they're run stunts or blitzes, to have freer runs at the running back or the ball carrier. Because if I'm a ball carrier and I get the football and I take a step, it's going to be harder for me to make you miss than when I get the football and I take three steps. Because now I have some momentum going. Now I've changed my angle. Now I can do more with my free hand. Now I can do more to make you miss. Where when I'm getting a handoff, taking a step, and then you're hitting me, more often than not, I'm going down for a loss. And so when you arrive a second late because of a, 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 a mistake from somebody or your own mistake, then you're not going to be as good of a tackling team. So timing is important to being a really good tackling team. That that includes, you know, timing from a just do your job correctly, you know, hit that blitz at the right time, hit your counter move at the right time. But it also means doing your job to either A, get through the hole, or B, set someone else up to get through the hole to go make that play. So that's a part of it. Uh, taking better angles to the football is a big part of it for Notre Dame. I think the secondary, especially in recent years, has been, uh, ineffective at this where they just don't take proper angles to the football. Uh, there's other things like better block destruction is going to make you a better tackling team. We've seen Notre Dame miss tackles because they don't get effect, they don't effectively get off blocks. So they're still kind of getting blocked as they're getting to the ball carrier or they're late getting off a block to get to the ball carrier. I think those are all aspects where when you look at Notre Dame and you say, Hey, look, you know, they've got to improve in this tackling area. It's not just arriving at the football and, and being better at the, the point of attack at the ball that's a part of it but it's making sure you're putting yourself in those positions more frequently and where you have the momentum or you have the power to make that play uh and the running back doesn't that's timing and that's taking proper angles and then of course uh being more effective with your technique and what we have seen their name do is spend a lot of time uh, in fall camp working on the fundamentals of tackling 
That's a good thing. But those other things have to come to it as well. And that's going to make Notre Dame a better tackling team. That then leads to point two. Point two is, and this is a big one, Notre Dame has to be a much more disruptive football team. Now, you could tell me, well, hold on a second, Brian. Hold on a second. You keep talking about being needing to be disruptive. And the best team in the country the last two years has not has been Georgia. We would all agree with that, right? We'd all agree that Georgia's a great defense. Last year, Georgia led the nation in rush defense. They gave up 77 yards per play. That's pretty good, right? But they weren't a real disruptive team. They weren't a, a team that just went out there and put up great numbers. Uh, last year, Georgia's defense, for example, ranked 40, 58th in the nation in tackles for loss per game. If you look at their sack numbers and you look at sacks per game, they rank 49th in sacks per game. Well, Georgia led the nation in rushing or in rush defense. They had one of the best defenses college football. They won a national championship. Uh, they weren't a disruptive defense. It's very true. Notre Dame doesn't play that defense. What you have to understand is every defense is designed to do certain things. Georgia's defense is meant to be a team that just stuffs you at the line of scrimmage. I would be, I'd be willing to bet you that Georgia ranks in the top 10 in college football in runs of two yards or less. Be willing to bet you uh, big money on that. Now, they don't generate a lot of the minus fives and the minus threes and the minus twos, but if you look at their play-by-play, there's a lot of zeros. There's a lot of ones. There's a lot of twos. So on second and t- second and ten, or I mean on first and ten, if I'm playing Georgia, it, it, I'm going to be in a lot of second and nines, second and tens, second and eights. Whereas a team that's maybe more disruptive but not disciplined, I may be in some second and fourteens, one series or one first down. But then the next first down, I'm ripping off of a 15 yard game because that team is coming at me differently, or I'm getting six and seven and different things like that. And so Georgia doesn't need to create a lot of negatives to be really good on defense because they can dominate you at the point of attack with their size, physicality, and they're a very gap-conscious, very gap-sound defense. That's not what Notre Dame does. And Notre Dame doesn't have the personnel to do that. It's just a different kind of defense that requires different personnel. What Notre Dame is is a, a, a more attacking, aggressive type of defense, and for it to work, you have to be good at making more disruptive plays. If Georgia's getting beat and not having success on defense, it they are giving up more six and seven and eight yard gains in the run game. It means they're giving up big plays in the pass game. It means that they're allowing teams to have good, solid first down yardage numbers. Georgia is a great first down defense because not because they create a bunch of negatives, but because they give you nothing. They create a lot of incompletions. They create a lot of uh, situations where you're in second and 10 because they just stuff you at the line of scrimmage when you try to run the football. Those are the things that Georgia's, Georgia does, and, and that works for them. That's that's great. They're able to do that. Notre Dame is a little bit of a different defense. And so for Notre Dame to be effective, they have to create more disruptives. But you you, you look at what that means for Notre Dame. When Notre Dame runs the defense they, can, they run, they cannot rank where they rank in these three areas. Last year, Notre Dame ranked 38th in tackles for loss per game. That's a better number than you might think, but I'll explain to you in a second why it's not as good of a number as you think. They ranked 98th in turnovers gained, and they ranked 129th in pass breakups as a team. Those are really bad numbers if you want to be a team that's competing for a championship. And what that means is is when you're not creating disruptives and you're Notre Dame 
and the way you play the game, that's why Ohio State just ran all over you in the fourth quarter because you cannot create the negatives that took them out of that. It's why USC kept scoring every time that you needed to, to stop them, to have allow your offense to get back in the game because you couldn't create the disruptive plays, the minus plays, the pass breakups, the turnovers that could then get your offense the chance to go make those plays. And when you look at the tackles for loss per game, that's 38th. Well, that's better than Georgia. I'm pretty sure that that was better than Georgia. I believe I just I just said that. Let me just compare the number here real quick. So tackles for loss per game, Georgia ranked 58th at 6.1 per play, and Notre Dame ranked 38th at 6.5 per game. But here's the problem for Notre Dame. They ranked 16th last year in sacks per game. When you rank that high in sacks per game, but you're near the 40 spot in tackles for loss per game, what it means is is you're not creating of negatives in the run game. And that's a big problem for Notre Dame. When you look at some of the top teams last year when it came to sacks, you look at Louisville ranked number one, Pitt ranked number two, Penn State ranked seven, Clemson ranked 10th. Arkansas ranks seventh. And then you look at where those teams were in the run game. You're going to see something that's a little bit different. You know, a lot of those teams we just talked about had pretty good defenses. Penn state ranked last season, seventh in tackles for loss, seventh sacks per game. They ranked fifth in tackles for loss per game. They had a difference in, let's see here. It's 60, 62 difference between the number of sacks they had last year and the number of tackles for loss they had. That means they had 60 over 60 run stops last season. Clemson last season, I believe ranked 13th or excuse me, uh they ranked 10th in sacks per game last year. They ranked 7th in tackles for loss per game. So they had 44 sacks. They had 111 tackles for loss. I'm not great at math, but I think that's 67 run stops. Uh when you look at Louisville last season, Louisville had 50 sacks and they had 97 tackles for loss. That's that's a a little bit of a more narrow gap, but that's still, what, 57 run stops. That's a big difference. When you look at Notre Dame, however, and you look at Arkansas, however, Arkansas last year ranked in the top 10 in sacks. They were seventh. Notre Dame ranked 16th, but Arkansas didn't have very good defense last year. Why? Because they created a lot of they created a lot of stops in the sat pass game, but they created very few stops in the run game, so teams were able to burping off big plays and, and putting drives together on them. Notre Dame was closer to that. So Arkansas had 42 uh, sacks last year. They had 79 total tackles for loss. That's only 30, was it 37 run stops? Well, when you look at Notre Dame last season, they had 38 sacks and they had 85 tackles for loss. That's a much bigger difference. They, that's a difference of 47. So we're talking about Penn State and Clemson and Louisville, you know, or Penn State, especially Penn State and Clemson, where there's like a 60-plus gap between the sack number and the tackle for loss number. You want to be in the same range between those two if you're going to be a really good defense. And for me, that's something that we need to see from Notre Dame is, yeah, the sack numbers are great. Ryan talked yesterday about the lack of consistency in the pass game. That's a problem. But sacks, to me, I, I don't care as much about as just being disruptive. You don't even have to if, – if you flip this like, – I'll, I'll be honest with you. If you flipped Notre Dame's numbers last year and they ranked 38th in sacks but 16th in tackles for loss, I can live with that. 
because a team that's that disruptive, they're probably not getting a lot of sacks because teams are having to get rid of the ball so quickly, which then leads to more pass breakups and more, more turnovers. I'll say this right now. If Notre Dame only ranks 35th in sacks next year, but they rank in the top 20 in tackles for loss, they rank in the top 20 in turnovers. If they rank in the top 20 in passes defensed, there will be an elite defense. That means their sack numbers go down this season. Now, I'd like for both because sacks are still good because they mean you stop, you actually tackle the quarterback. But on third and eight, whether you get a sack or you force an incompletion or a turnover, it's a win, right? I mean, it's still a win either way. So sack numbers are good, and I like sack numbers, and I would prefer a sack instead of just a forcing an incompletion on a, on a particular play, unless the incompletion is going to be uh, a result, the end result is an interception. But it's the tackle for loss numbers in the run game. Because I could easily say, hey, you've got to get better in run defense. And, and we've made that case before. That's why I'm not necessarily making that case here as directly, because we did a whole show on this uh, over the summer. My point is, if you're a more disruptive team, that makes you a better run defense. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're stressed about buying tickets or doing some last-minute ticket hunting to college football games, concerts, comedy shows, your favorite activities... Game Time is the place for you. They take the stress out of buying tickets. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. If you tackle better and you're disruptive, your run defense is going to be pretty good when you run the kind of offense that Notre, or defense that Notre Dame runs. That's my point. Those two things are, you know, you add this plus this equals what a lot of you may say, no, 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 they need to be, this is really the thing, Brian. They actually need to be better at running, the, stopping the run. Don't disagree with that. But that's an easy thing to say, and what does it mean? How do you get there? What I'm trying to get to is these are the things that lead to you being better there. 
And and one way to keep yards down is not let teams run it as much. How do you make teams not run it as much? Have more negatives on first down. Put them in more second and tens because you're forcing more incompletions. You know, put them in more second and twelves because you get a, a run stop tackle for loss. Uh, you know, make a team a little concerned about throwing the football over here because you keep getting breakups and interceptions. Uh, those things lead to your offense having shorter fields, right? So if you're forcing more turnovers, your offense is going to get the ball more, more chances to score. Uh, you give your offense short fields, your offense is going to score. You look at the Clemson game last year, right? What It wasn't the offense that broke the game open. It wasn't even really a special team. Special teams got them on the board. What broke that game open was your defense having an interception that gave you the ball at like the 12-yard line to set up a score when your offense was struggling. And it, it, the other it was also your defense giving you a pick six. That broke that game open while your offense was struggling to score. And so you can't count on that week after week, but if you can do more things where you're giving your your offense shorter fields, you're giving your offense more possessions, you're making teams work harder, getting them in more bad situations, the byproduct is that your offense scores more early, you keep the points down early, you start putting some distance between some of these those teams, you get those teams off their game, and all of a sudden the run numbers come down. And that's a big part of it to me. And then the more disruptive you create, the lower the yards per attempt is going to be. So getting to those that statistic at the end of the year is important. You know, you want to rank in the top 10 to 15 in rush defense. You want to rank in the top 10 to 15 in yards allowed per rush. Those are important numbers, but I care more about the how you get there. And how you get there is be a better tackling team, be a disciplined team within your aggressiveness, but then being a more disruptive team, meaning tackles for loss, passes defensed, turnovers gained, and then if you can get some more sacks, that's great, but I put that at the bottom of the list. And so if Notre Dame, with the defense that they run, and again, this is different than the Clark Lee era. In Clark Lee's era, they didn't have to be as, as great of a tackle for loss sack team because they were a keep it in front of you, low yards per play, great on third down, not let teams get into the red zone, just do your job, and then let the talent take over. It was a very good scheme. It worked for them. That's not what they do now. That's okay. It, it, they both work. But in order for this defense to thrive, those numbers have to be a lot better uh, than they were last season, especially the turnovers gained and the and the passes defense, because those two things go together. It is hard for you to have a lot of turnovers if you're not getting your hands on the football. You're gonna if, if you can get more, if you can just go from 129th to 50th and passes defensed, that's gonna lead to several more turnovers. That's just the way the game goes. I mean, that's just a that's a part of it, right? I mean, that's just I mean, anyone knows that. Everybody knows that. If you want to, if you want to intercept more passes, it's not always just about step in front of a ball, things along those lines. It's also about get your hands on footballs, pass breakups, do a couple things. They, they, you know, we talked about Clemson being a really disruptive defense. Clemson also ranked tenth last year in passes defense. I talked about Pitt being a very disruptive defense. We talked about them being in the top ten. Uh, Penn State was in the top ten in tackles for loss and sacks. Well, those three teams were also all in the top ten in passes defense, right? Those things all go together, in my opinion. And then you look at Notre Dame, and they're 98th. And last year, Notre Dame had, uh, see, a grand total. I'm sorry, Notre Dame was 129th at a grand total of 24. Clemson had 64. That's a 40 difference. Imagine if Notre Dame just split the difference and got to 44. That's going to equal at least five more turnovers, in my opinion not just because of directly tip balls leading to picks, but those passes defense lead to more third and longs. Third and longs equal more turnovers. Second and long equals more turnovers because if it's second and 12, you put teams into more 
we got to throw it here situations, right? And then that leads to potential sacks, strips, interceptions, all those type of things. So those numbers have to tie in. The third piece to this is Notre Dame, and this is very important. Notre Dame has to be better in clutch situations. When you look at last season, clutch situations equal what? Late game moments. You need stops in late game moments. You, you, you're you great in sudden change. Your offense turns the ball over or fails to score or misses a field goal. You've got to be great in response to that. And then being good in the red zone. When your back is against the wall, when the game matters most, what do you do? And when you look at Notre Dame's defense last year, all the numbers were fine. I mean, they did some nice things last year defensively. They weren't a really bad team defensively. But what they definitely were not, they were not a clutch team last year. They were not a clutch defense last year. And you can point to the Ohio, you started right away. Ohio State game is exhibit number one. You go out in that game last season, your team's got a lead late, your offense is struggling. And what Notre Dame could not do is they could not make that big stop to, 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 to slow Ohio State down. Uh, some of it was play calling. Some of it was a lack of execution. Some of it was your D-line not doing what they needed to do. But Ohio State was able to make those clutch throws on the sideline. They were able to establish a run. And nobody at Notre Dame, from a coaching or a player standpoint, was able to step up and make the tackle for loss, make the pass break up, make the sack, make the interception to give a struggling offense the football back and stop the momentum that Ohio State gained. You look at the Marshall game. Offense is just playing terrible football. You go on that game and, and, and you're you're losing at halftime because your offense is struggling. You know, Brand, uh, Tyler Buckner misses that open. Braden Lindsey late in the second quarter that could have given you a halftime lead. You know, start making you feel really good. But your offense finally puts a nice drive together. You go down. You score a touchdown. You get the two-point conversion. It's 15-12. to 12, And you've got a couple chances to put that game away. There's on about – I'm trying to remember about uh, 10 minutes left in the game. Marshall gets the ball. They're backed up. I'm actually going to give you the specifics of that play because I'll, I'll just I'll never forget this drive. So Marshall gets the ball. It's third and nine with nine minutes left in the game. They're at their own seven-yard line. Third and nine at their own seven-yard line. And if Notre Dame makes a stop there, Marshall's punting from their own end zone. The offense is finally starting to do stuff for Notre Dame and you give up a third nine on just a little under out. They brought like a tight end or a fullback from the backside, just ran a little under, and he's wide open. Catches it, runs. Marshall then goes 94 yards on that drive on 11 plays. They took up five minutes off the clock and scored a touchdown, making a 19-15. That puts Notre Dame in a little bit of a pressure situation. They throw a pick six next series, ball game. So all of a sudden, instead of your offense getting the ball near midfield with – you know, eight minutes left. They're finally got some momentum. Buckner's finally getting some confidence. The run game's starting to finally get a little bit going. Instead, you give up a five-minute drive. You lose the lead, and it's ball game. Am I blaming the defense for losing that game? Heck no. But what I am saying is, in that moment, you had a chance to go make a big play or just do your job even, make a stop, and help your team win the game. And we saw this all season. I mean, we saw this throughout the, t- the season when it came to Notre Dame and some of these bigger moments uh, in games that they lost. You look at the Stanford game. Am I blaming Notre Dame uh, on defense from for losing that game? No. They gave up 16 points. It shouldn't have come down to them having to do what they did, but that was where the game went to. And sometimes your offense just doesn't have it that day. 
Can you do the things that you need to do as a football team to go out there and win those football games? And that's just something that Notre Dame didn't do last year. So you get to the Stanford game. Your offense finally steps up. You're down 13-0. Your offense finally steps up, gives you a couple touchdowns. You take a 14-3 lead, and you allow Stanford to go right down the field on that very next series and score. And you get a penalty. You know, you say you had a turnover that they gave it back. That's fine. But that turnover happened still in, in Stanford territory. It wasn't at the five-yard line. They still put a drive together and scored in that game, and those things hurt Notre Dame. And even in some of the wins last season, the defense couldn't do what they needed to do to put the game away. They couldn't put North Carolina away that they needed to. They couldn't put BYU away the way they needed to. They kept giving up cheap scores to UNLV when you're trying to get some of your younger guys on the field. Uh, They allowed Syracuse to get back in that game a little bit. You get to the USC game, and – you know, your offense is sputtering and your defense needs to make some stops and they just couldn't make those plays. You know, you come down that first series, third quarter. I'm not blaming the defense for Drew Pine putting the ball on the ground. It, it That's it. You know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. You, you, you can't do that. And so what my point is, I'm not blaming the defense for Drew Pine doing that, but you needed to come up, come through the stop. You needed to stop USC on that next drive and allow your offense that had finally started to move the ball a little bit a chance to go down there and and maybe get you back in that game. And so what happens? You know, Notre Dame drives, Drew uh, fumbles it, and the defense allows USC to go on a seven-play, 74-yard drive. I mean, Notre Dame had scored on the previous possession before that. They scored on the next two possessions after that. The offense was finally rolling you just needed one stop, and instead, a seventeen to seven game turns into a twenty four seven game, and it's ball game. And that's just that's just the way that it went. Again, am I blaming the defense for losing to USC? No, the offense is the one that put the ball on the ground. But you needed to do your job and kind of step up when the offense struggled. And we just didn't see that enough from Notre Dame. And then, of course, when you had the worst rush uh, red zone defense in college football, I mean, there is no more clutch moment than being in the red zone, in my opinion. I mean, they're in the scoring zone. What are you going to do? And that's kind of where we kind of get to. And so uh, you've got to make those stops. And those are clutch moments. And Notre Dame just did not do enough of that. So if the defense is going to be where it needs to be, and, and, and again, I could get into the easy stuff. Well, they got to give up X number of scoring. They got to they rank here in scoring defense. They got to rank here in rush defense. They've got to get this many sacks. Those are all fine and dandy. But what I'm saying to you is that there are things that lead to those results. And when those things get better, then the defense all of a sudden starts getting better and starts playing championship football. And that's where Notre Dame needs to be if this defense is going to play championship caliber football.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.